you know, we wanted them to know going into it that it, it was going to take a little bit of courage for them to engage in this trip. I think our, our oldest, he, he said it perfectly. He said, I, I don't want to let fear make my decisions for me. I just, I looked at him and I went, yes, that's exactly like the heart we want our, our boys to have, not just for this trip, but for life. Welcome to the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the everyday inspiration and practical tips that make international travel accessible to everyone. Hey guys, welcome to the BMT podcast. This is episode 67 and I am Jackie, your host. And today, as we continue our series about people with big travel plans, we get to sit down with a couple who is in the process of selling their house and a lot of their stuff and putting everything in storage so that they can take their family of five on a round the world trip over the course of the next year or so. (laughs) Seriously, Dwayne and Rebecca Benson and their three boys are saying a major yes to a huge adventure and they're letting us in on how they decided to do it, um, how they plan to fund it, where they think they're going to go, what fears they have around it, what they hope to get out of it, and a lot more. And I am especially excited to share this interview with you because I know a lot of you guys have kids and would like to know more about how families make this happen um, and, and that you really take inspiration from people who are making it happen. And you know what? Even if you don't have kids, the Bensons just have a really great attitude around this and a really important message to share that I really think that everybody could benefit from. So I'm really excited to have these guys on today. And remember that all the episodes in this series so far are just part one, where we get to find out what's happening before the trip. And later we'll get to catch up with them for part two to see how it went. So we'll get into that in just a sec. But first, guess what time of year it is? It is podcast awards time. And I know many of you will remember that the Budget Minded Traveler podcast made it into the top 10 finalists for best travel podcast at the 2015 podcast awards. And that is because you put it there. So the nomination period has just opened for 2016 and the rules have changed a little bit in the past travel was its own category. And this year they've changed the categories to reflect the same categories in iTunes, which means that travel falls under society and culture. And that also means that there are a lot more than just travel podcasts in our category and the competition is going to be way higher. So if you're listening to this before April 30th, 2016, and you want to see your favorite podcasts make the final slate in each category, head over to podcastawards.com to nominate. You can only nominate one time. This is not voting. That doesn't start till the nominations are over. So I would love if you would nominate the Budget-Minded Traveler in the society and culture category. And if you really love it, you can also nominate it for People's Choice. But those are the only two categories that I fit into. So this only takes a minute, podcastawards.com. Please go nominate the Budget-Minded Traveler. Thank you in advance. All right, on to the main event now. Let's go ahead and see what is going on in this phase of the Benson's Big Plans. All right, Dwayne and Rebecca, welcome to the show. How are you? Great. We are doing awesome. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you guys for being on. I mean, I guess we've we've met recently. I think we actually met over Facebook, didn't we, originally? Yeah, it's one of your... 
I didn't know it at the time, but it was one of your major questions that you always get. I think I, I messaged you about a backpack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then you guys ended up getting the the far points, like for the whole gang, right? <laughs> Not the whole gang. Most of the gang has the far point 55. And uh, some of them are too small for the far point, right? Yeah. They have kid-specific so backpacks. They, they ended up going with the Gregory Wander. Oh, the, cool. The two little boys. Actually, that's good to note. We should we should talk about that maybe a little bit further on in this conversation, but because um, backpacks is such a big issue. Um, but yeah, so I kind of um, already introduced you guys a little bit, but why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you are right now and um, why you're actually here on the show? <laughs> Man, that's a that's a big package to. To unpack. <laughs> I know, right? But, we'll start uh, simple. Where are you guys from? Yeah, currently, well, even that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little complex. From California, but currently yeah. in Texas. So, so we're, we're in San Antonio, Texas right now. We've been here for about uh, four years. Um, I'm a firefighter with San Antonio City and love my job. Um, but originally from California, grew up in San Diego and uh, lived on the central coast in the high desert and just love to adventure and kind of mm-hmm. we're getting into a a big trip as a family and uh, kind of taking a risk to sell the house and venture out around the world. So that's kinda- <laughs> yeah. I love well, how you, you put it in like, five words and it's like the hugest thing ever (laughs) (laughs) it is it is it's a big deal but trying to trying to view it in you know the littlest littlest uh amount of words as possible really kind of focus i guess uh making sure that it turns out how we want it to turn out or at least at least the vision of it how we want Mm -hmm. it to turn so let's talk about that so you guys are a family of five you have three boys right Uh uh-huh three boys and their age yeah yeah our oldest is 17 our middle is uh, 12 and our youngest is eight right now and have you guys done much traveling as a family already as a family just inside the states Mm -hmm. uh rebecca and i have done some global uh, adventures throughout our life, but the boys, they've actually never been out of the country until actually Noah has been out of the country. He, he actually lost his first tooth in Mexico. Ooh, <laughs> adventure. <laughs> we were, we were helping out at an orphanage and, and, uh, you know, losing one of his teeth, but <laughs> and he, he's over in Europe right now with, uh, his school on his senior trip. But as far as, out of the country, overseas travel with the family? No, we haven't. Just, just been in the country. Road trips. Road in the trips. Country, pretty stuff much. like that. Mm-hmm. Camping. And what kind of travel have you two done like before kids? How long has it been since you've been, you know, overseas? And what is it that's kind of made you want to do this now? Our last trip was actually together. We went to South Africa in 2005. I think it was. Yeah, it was a while ago. 2005 or 2006, I can't remember. But uh, we spent about 18 days in uh, South Africa, uh, one of the northern provinces of uh, Limpopo. 
and then down in Cape Town for about a week as well. Um, so that was the last time that we were out of the country. And, you know, we, we love, we love travel. It's just, we weren't able to do it with finances and with where our family was at the time or what we thought where we were at the time. Um, cause I don't think you should allow those situations to dictate whether or not you are going to travel or not, especially with what we're learning now. It's like, you can do it, you know, just, mm. <laughs> you can do it, step out and, and do it. You know, you have the permission to, to go do that if you want, you know, you yes. have agency, <laughs> you have agency to, to make up a, a, a good story for your own life. I love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, South Africa and we, we love it. Um, and I guess over, over the past, uh, four years, we moved, we moved here to Texas. Um, and it's a great job. I love my job. It's very meaningful, but I guess for me over the last maybe year and a half or so, just feeling a little stagnant, a little complacent mm-hmm. and, Coming from where we were before, where we had a, a you know kind of a sense of adventure, we kind of we kind of settled a little bit. And I felt like I felt like we settled. We were just kind of settling in for the the you know so called American dream, and it's like uh, I it, I started to get this itch. We're kind of nomadic in our hearts, anyways. We've never really stayed anywhere longer than we four do years. something every four years, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been four years here. Yeah. And oh. we joked about a year ago, we're like, oh, we're coming up on four years. I guess yes. we're going to have to move just joking. but <laughs> And little did you know. <laughs> so even a year ago, you didn't have this idea? No, we went on a trip uh, in the summer for a month. And we went to California and Montana and Wyoming and Oregon. And we just kind of did this big circle. And we're camping and visiting friends, and it was just amazing. And on the way home, the kids, we, we pushed it to the last minute. The kids started school the next day mm-hmm. after we got home. And on the way home, we're like, let's just not go home and back to our routines. Let's just keep going, just as a joke. And then like a month later, Dwayne found um, a blog about a traveling family who had traveled for a year, and he sent it to me. And I just laughed at him. Like, I didn't really even read through it. And when he gets home from work the next day, he's like, so what do you think about my idea? And I was like, what idea? <laughs> he's like, traveling around the world. I was like, oh, that was an idea? <laughs> like, you were um, serious? <laughs> yeah. And I just laughed at him. I'm like, yeah, right. That's not going to happen. And he just kept saying things over the next couple of weeks, like just little comments. And I was like, no, that's like... <laughs> we're not rich European tourists. Like we can't do that. And so, and just thinking it was impossible um, because trips we had gone on before, it's like $3,500 for two weeks, you know, or just crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that that's not sustainable for a family of five. And then um, after a couple of weeks, I was like, Dwayne, what if we could do this with a purpose? Like what if we could teach our kids something? What if we could give them a compassion for the world and for people? And just to see things differently than what's in America. And he's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking all along. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you didn't tell me that part. I thought you just want to be a tourist everywhere. And so, um, so then I still financially, I, it got me interested in the idea, but financially I was like, oh, there's, there's no way. So I kind of researched, like I was driving a lot. I still am driving a lot, getting the kids to and from school. And um, so I started listening to podcasts and actually I found your podcast. Oh, 
And it was so like so many practical steps and practical ways. And so I was like, oh, wow, this is maybe possible. Like maybe we could do this. And so oh we started into it and didn't make the decision until about the end of December. That um, is so cool. Take a step and do it. So, And we didn't know how it would work with my my job as well. So yeah. we kind of had, had to wait. We, we put in for vacation. My job is a little different than most jobs where I, I, I work a 24-hour schedule. So when I go to work, I go for 24 hours and I'm off for 48. So... You know, if I take one day off, if I if I trade a day with somebody, which is a nice part of about my job as well, I can trade days with people. If I trade a day with somebody, I actually have five days off. So mm-hmm. we don't put in for vacation until the end of the year for the following year, like November, uh, early December. So I talk to uh, my officers and just to see, like. I don't, I don't want to get my heart super into this and then find out that there's no way that we can do it. So, you know, kind of talking with them and then I, just in case we actually did this, I pushed all my vacation towards the end of the year and um, kind of got the ball rolling actually before we made the commitment to do it. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's been a lot that has kind of gone into it. Um, and we're still, I mean, you're, you're getting in on the beginning of our story right now. So we're, yeah. we're still kind of writing it as we, <laughs> as we go. That's the, that's exactly where I want to be in your story though, you know, because you haven't, you haven't done it yet. And there are a lot of variables and unknown things ahead of you. And that's why I'm really excited to do a part two of this, you know, yeah. because we're going to get to come back and share those things, what they were and all these rewards that you guys have been working for you know we're going to get to know what those are um and and that's really cool because i as great as this adventure is going to be for us and as many stories as we're going to have i think the real story is going to come after the trip Mm -hmm. you know kind of the kind of the vision that i keep coming back to uh the, the purpose for our trip i kind of i wrote it down just so i wouldn't forget it I keep it up on my computer screen, um, and I look at it, you know, every once in a while, just to remind me, you know. And kind of our vision for the trip is to to shake up our, our settled hearts and catapult our family into pursuing meaningful and restorative engagement in our world. Love, and I love. I it. just I know that this can't, you know, we can't travel like you for ever <laughs> just because of my my occupation I, and I do have to come back but the story doesn't end with this trip you know right um, what it's going to do in our, our boys life as they meet people around the world as they are engaging in different cultures that that aren't American mm-hmm. aren't from the states you know mm-hmm. I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna meet people who are uh, not like them uh, they're going to be being, you know, drastically uh, poor individuals. They're going to experience crazy adventures. <laughs> so I think the real story is going to be after we get back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. We're excited. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that vision. That's super cool. And I love that you've actually outlined that and have yeah. it like on your mirror, you know, or whatever, wherever it is. That's 
Well, I, I tend to great. forget things. So. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that, that fascinates me about this is that what you guys have basically figured out is that you, Dwayne, need to keep your job in order to help finance the trip. And right. And so you are working that into your itinerary, which is crazy kind of, but fascinating. Yeah. Tell me about that. So, um, yeah, I do. I do love my job and I, I, I will need to come back every once in a while. So kind of how it, it works is we'll go in little stints. So my first time being away will only end up being about two and a half weeks before I have to come back for about four shifts. And the kids and I will stay in whatever country we're in and just Dwayne will come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it'll just be me coming back. They'll stay. Hopefully, you know, we'll make some contacts and, and everything will be, you know, nice and safe. And mm-hmm. um, they'll have good experiences without me, too. I mean, I'll be bummed to be back here and not with <laughs> But I think that'll be really cool for, for their relationship as well and for my boys. Yeah. Um, so I will have to come back every once in a while for like four or five shifts, which ends up being about two to two and a half weeks. Um, my longest stint at this point will be 47 days uh, out of the country. Uh, and then I'll have to come back again. I think there's... Within within this this year, I will have to fly back about three times um, in order to to work a few shifts and keep my job, which yeah. is kind of necessary for 2016. <laughs> and then 2017, he won't know his schedule until December, and so yeah. that yeah. will be kind of up in the air for him. But. So okay. for this year, I pushed all my vacation, and I'm trading time with people. So I've been working crazy amounts this past you know month month and a half um trying to make up time for when i'll be gone Mm -hmm. and then come november december i'll put in my vacation for the beginning part of 2017 and then do the same thing with trades and stuff like that so with 2016 2017 combined we're looking at about eight to twelve months of of travel so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, okay, so let's start talking about the itinerary then. I know it's kind of up in the air for you, but I also know that everybody listening wants to know where you're going. So what's on your list? Whew. Well. It keeps growing. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that yeah. happens, huh? <laughs> our, first, our first stop, so we thought, or so we're thinking, is Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. One, because it's really inexpensive to fly in and out of uh, from where we're at. I mean, you can get a – what's crazy is it's cheaper to go to Costa Rica than it is to go back home to San Diego, <laughs> um, which is yes. quite amazing. You know, you can get a – I can get a round-trip ticket out of Houston for, you know, 250 bucks. Yeah. And you- one way for 100 mm-hmm. 50 bucks. It's, it's crazy. So, yeah. And you're there in like four and a half hours. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so we're thinking that for our first stop, but man, it's been tough because I think we told you before, we, we actually run an Airbnb out of our, out of our house mm-hmm. and a couple of the guests that just left, one was from Guatemala. So she was showing us hmm. pictures of, of her home and it's like, Oh, we got to go to Guatemala. Yeah. And, this morning, somebody from Belize just left, and it's like, oh, we gotta go to Belize. So it's like, oh man! So, but but here's kind of the the 
the itinerary that we've kind of settled on is Costa Rica, um, and then Ecuador, Peru, Chile, and then you're really you're <laughs> <Argentina>. really <laughs> kind of talking us into this whole Argentina thing too. I just don't know if we'll have enough time. I don't I don't want to you know put too many in there where we're where we're moving too fast. I want it to be a really mm-hmm. you know slow travel and be able to engage with the culture where we're, where we're at. Definitely. So that'll be our our South American, Central American experience. We were mm-hmm. we were even talking about going to the Galapagos Islands. Um and Ballers. Doing, yeah, doing science with the boys there. Oh know, my like, gosh. Hey, what do you Dude, want to do for science? Let's go. Yeah, we, we all learned about evolu- like, you know, survival of the fittest in science <laughs> class. And they're gonna be like on an island in Ecuador being like, Yeah, right. what's up? This is where it happened. <laughs> So I don't take care of that. We don't know if uh, Galapagos is happening, but we're just dreaming about stuff. It's a little bit expensive to to fly over there. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. The rest of Ecuador is amazing, though. You won't be disappointed. Awesome. So then we're thinking uh, New Zealand as well. Uh, We had a friend that is living in New Zealand at the time and kind of exploring that region, you know, Fiji, Papua New Guinea, and New Zealand. Um, Thailand and Indonesia heading over to Thailand and then from there going to Africa um, going back to Africa uh, Uganda, Rwanda and possibly Ethiopia mm-hmm. and man I, there's so many more that I want to do but I don't want to do too many you know tur- Turkey's in there too like let's go to <laughs> Turkey and uh, our oldest, and, and me, uh, we both want to go to Iceland as well. But that may not happen. On this trip. Iceland this is only the first trip. So This is the first. I love it. Iceland seems a little bit out of the way for your itinerary so far. That's what I'm telling yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to go there? <laughs> I'm hanging wow. my head in shame right now. We'd have to it. bring different clothes, like... We're, we can't carry parkas with us on this trip, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a crazy thing is 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 how to even begin to thinking about packing for this trip. But I think the the bigger question I have right now is, um, how are you planning? If you don't mind me asking, how are you planning to afford this? You are actually selling your house, aren't you? We are. Yes. What yeah. else is that? Is that so that you'll have the money to to do this? I mean, or is it just because you're leaving? Or like, what what kind of strategy have you put into place to be able to make this trip happen? Our strategy is um, <laughs> by, by the seat of our pants. We're just kind of <laughs> we're kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> no, one of the I mean, there's like I said, there's a lot to unpack in, in some of the reasons behind what we want to do, but one of the one of the ideas that I had last year, one of the crazy ideas was what if we could just quit our mortgage? You know, what if we didn't have a mortgage? How much more margin would that allow us to, you know, to give, to travel, to, you know, just have mm-hmm. a margin and mm-hmm. not be, have our, our, our security not be in my, my job or, or anything like that. So a lot of it comes from, stems from that idea of just creating margin in our life. Uh, so selling a house, paying off some school debt for, for Noah, he's going to a, a private school right now. Um, so pay off some of that. And we've never really been in debt. Well, actually all the debt. We've never really been in debt besides our house. Um, 
besides you know school debts and stuff like that. So pay off that. So we're totally debt free. Um, and that all, we, we actually made a pretty good amount of equity on our house, which is, you know, it's, it's nice. So yeah. what we can do is we can, uh, we can buy plane tickets with that. We can also, uh, reinvest when we come back into a smaller house, uh, you know, do a little down payment. And then with me keeping my job, actually live on the budget that, that, um, that I get rather than, you know, trying to use all of the money from our, our equity. Absolutely. So you're, that's brilliant because you have an on, you actually have an ongoing income cause you are keeping your job. So yeah. selling yeah. the house is giving you the boost you need at the beginning. Are you guys going to do round the world tickets? Are you going to do it that way? Or are you going to buy, are you going to be doing like one ways? Cause you don't really know your schedule yet. Yes and no. We don't know. Uh, maybe maybe you can really help us out with that. We kind of we we've been looking through your book. We bought your book and um, find mm-hmm. find it very helpful. Um, Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for those listening, you should buy your book. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I paid him to say that, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, kind of, kind of in my research is the countries that we want to go to. If, if we get a round world, round the world ticket, it's going to be about 33 to $34,000 for all of you, for mm-hmm. all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sounds totally crazy. But if you think about it, you know, living overseas, we're not having a mortgage here. Um, we're not staying in fancy we're hotels. We're not staying in fancy hotels. So expensive countries. It, mm-hmm. it really, you know, it kind of offsets pretty pretty well. But thirty three thousand, and then I started looking, you know, just on my own doing one ways, yeah, one ways, or even even returns, where um, it ends up being a little bit cheaper. And I think I, I've I've been able to kind of knock off about ten to fifteen thousand doing it that route. Mm, awesome. But we're kind of locked in as far as those flights go. Whereas with an around the world ticket, from what I hear anyways, you can kind of just show up at the airport and, you know, give, give a, a couple of days notice, like a couple right? days notice or something like that. And, and that's when you bail out. But I don't know. Maybe can you add some clarity to that? I don't no, know. I can't because I've never had around the world ticket actually. Um, but have you listened to the episode um, about the guy who booked a round the world ticket for like 1100 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. honestly like he taught me more about round the world tickets that day than I've ever learned. Um, yeah. So unfortunately I'm not the right one to ask about that, but maybe we can find someone. Yeah. Because so we'll look again, like before we actually buy our tickets, we're going to look again and see what it is at that time and see which is better. But yeah. Have you done anything to get, have you, have you looked at doing any of the credit card, like to get miles or anything? Yes, we are doing a little bit of that um, yeah. for sure. So we do definitely don't have enough to pay for all of our tickets at right. all. We should have started years ago, but, um, we have been collecting miles maybe for about a year, mm-hmm. not aggressively, just like, Oh, we like to go to San Diego, you know, just thinking it was going to be in country stuff. And so we did do a little bit of that. Um, but now, yeah, now we're getting them. <laughs> Yeah. We even thought about using some of those points to get to cheaper airports within the states. 
you know, so flying mm. out of like New York or LA or San Francisco is sometimes cheaper. So if we can use our, we might not be able to use our points for an international flight, but if we can get from here to um, Miami or wherever the cheap tickets are going out of ticket is going, then we can use it, you know, for at least part of the leg. Right. And for you for getting back and forth, maybe yeah, um, that would be yeah. super convenient. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So that's still kind of a, a mystery, but that's, yeah. Cause flights end up being the biggest expense. Um, mm-hmm. are you planning on staying in apartments as you go? Yeah, we've looked into doing um, an Airbnb for a month or, you know, just extending so it's not day by day, but just staying in one place for a while to mm-hmm. make it cheaper that way. But I haven't, I don't even know how to look into apartments in country, um, mm-hmm. how to find those, you know. Right. Um, I mean, my the last two apartments that I have found on this trip, I've used Airbnb for both of them. Um, but on that note, I actually, I haven't paid the amount that's on Airbnb. Like I've contacted the host and said, look, I actually don't want to just stay two days. I want to stay a month or three, you know, like here's my budget. Can we make a deal? And that's basically where I started. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, because you can, you're allowed to contact them and it's worked out for me twice now. I'm two for two. So (laughs) Cool. Airbnb is good. The thing is with Airbnb, you're always like, they know that Airbnb is popular for, um, travelers from the U S you know, or maybe from Europe because it's not so prevalent, um, in, in other places in the world. And so they, they charge higher prices because they know you're a tourist, you know? And so that's the only thing if you're, if you were going to find, um, like an apartment in Costa Rica, they're not going to charge a local what they would charge a traveler. And so if you can find the right kind of place, you'll be paying cheap. But, um, I mean, I don't, I, when I, I mean, you can always try Craigslist, but I, I don't know. Uh, I've actually seen, I've gotten an apartment in Italy once from Craigslist too. So, um, but yeah, beyond, uh, beyond those two, each country often will have its own kind of bulletin board website, you know, and, and I, I mean, it's like you have to research to figure out what those are. So, but yeah, that's definitely a better, like a a money saving way to go about it by staying in an apartment, staying somewhere longer because you end up getting a better deal. So yeah, that's that. And you know, the option of being able to stay with people as well. Like Mm. we, we want to be able to stay with, with locals. I'm sure there's going to be times where we want to rent out a whole house and just be by ourselves as a family. But, you know, part of the, part of the trip that we want the boys to experience and and for us practically too, is to engage in, in the culture and actually be a part of the the families that, um, that are there. And, you know, we want to live with them. We want to experience what they experience. And, Mm -hmm. um, if we can do that, sometimes it's cheaper and absolutely and you, get, you get that, that local experience. As oh, well. you get so much out of it. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, have you guys looked at, um, trusted house sitters and stuff like that? That's mostly for pet sitting, right? Mm-hmm. Noah has asthma and he's really allergic oh. to cats and dogs. And so we're like, yeah, we kind of checked that one off just yeah, because maybe of not. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. But later on when he's out of the house, then we'll definitely explore that option. We were thinking about the workaway programs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, workaway. Woofing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's different, cool. Different ways to, to stay. Yeah. Um, so many options, really. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, did you guys listen to the episode with the couple that left everything and took off and they're using all those websites to like, yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Though there's some good resources there too. Um, but I guess you guys have already heard that. So I'll I'll link to these on the show notes for other people listening, but, um, yeah. Um, (laughs) didn't, so doesn't Noah have a dog already? (laughs) He does. He's an outside dog and he really controls it with his diet. He used to used to be he wouldn't have been able to have any animals around. Um, like even if I would go into somebody's house with a dog and come home, he'd get an asthma attack. Oh. But we switched his diet so he's very strict um, with what he eats, anti-inflammation diet. And yeah. so that way he can be around dogs outside, but just being inside trapped with that dander yep. is not good for him. But gotcha. yeah, if he's outside, he can pet him and love him and, and all that now. So yes. And <laughs> um have- the, the big question is, have you found a home for the dog? Not yet. Oh, no. no. And I told him I would be happy to find a home for him, but he wants somebody who he knows so that he um, can go and visit him later. And so he's pushing it to the last minute. Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. Very quick because we have to be out of here in two weeks. So we, wow, we can't right. take him with us. So Yeah. You like dogs, right, Jackie? You're, We're gonna, you're a dog fan. We can, we can send him. <laughs> Yeah. In Argentina, I'm gonna. I could probably just take him around the world with us, and I was like, "No, that is not gonna work." That we doesn't work. Do that. Oh, poor puppy. I'm still worried about the dog. <laughs> well, we'll let you know what happens. Okay, I definitely want to know what happens. Um, so, you guys are moving out of your house in two weeks, and your timeline is end of July, right? This is when you guys yeah. take off. Yes. What else do you have to do before then? Besides up your entire life and move and pack and are you selling your cars? Are you? We're probably going to sell one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, we have three right now. My my daily driver is an old '64 Ford right now mm-hmm. um, because our other car is kind of broke, but really think, broke. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so we need to ditch the broken one. <laughs> so we need to ditch the broken one, but it kind of would be nice to have that one to take the kids to school, but we're going to sell one car. Um, I'll keep my truck at the fire station and then oh, that's uh, nice. traveling back and forth from, from here to Houston, which is probably where we're going to end up flying out of most of the time. Store mm-hmm. it somewhere there. We'll uh, hopefully keep it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. What do your friends think about this, what you guys are doing? They think we're kind of crazy, and they all say, I wish I could do that, or we'll live vicariously through you and post pictures, and mm-hmm. we're saying, no, why don't you just go, like, meet us somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to talk people into meeting us in different locations, and actually, you know, instead of, maybe they can't take a worldwide uh, adventure, but maybe they can spare 10 days and go meet us in a country somewhere and do some kind of adventure with us. So trying to invite people along the way and and not just live vicariously through us or through the blog or whatever, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe step out and take a chance and and actually meet us somewhere and and do something cool with us. I love it. That's such a great, um, excuse 
um, opportunity, opportunity. Yeah. I'll use that word. It's a little bit more positive, <laughs> um, yeah. to, to get out. I mean, for like, I just had four of my friends come down from Montana to go travel in Patagonia with like Southern yeah, that's awesome. Chile and Argentina with me, you know, they, one person finds out and the next person jumps on and the next person, you know, and then suddenly we have a group of people down there and they're all taking advantage of the fact that I'm living here for the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my brother has been doing this for years. He jumps at every opportunity that he has to come see me wherever I am in the world and travel with me. And he only gets two weeks at a time, but we go big for two weeks at a time. Yeah, <laughs> And it's the awesome. best thing ever. And I, I mean, I highly encourage friends, people, if you have the opportunity do it, cause, um, it's great. I mean, you don't have to figure as much out on your own. You have people there that, you know, it's yeah. It kind of great takes some of the, the fear away from it too. And we all be by myself or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So for them. We're mm-hmm. in country, they'll have a connection there. So it'd be, you know, definitely. Really cool. Um, I want to ask you guys if you have any fears around this. Mm. I am most afraid of someone stealing my little kids. That's my, <laughs> my biggest fear. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, you know, I know it's, not as dangerous as, you know, the news can make places seem at all, but mm-hmm. just being somewhere and, you know, not, not keeping an eye on them, um, not seeing, you know, something happen. That's just, you know, if you're with, just cause they're my kids, you of know, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, I mean, yeah. that's obviously your biggest fear. Like I totally get that. I totally it's one get thing that. to be traveling just by ourselves and you know, it would just be me and Rebecca. That's that's one yeah. thing. But to add, you know, an eight year old into the mix and you know, no he he'll actually turn eighteen on the trip. So he he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um and then Micah will turn thirteen before we head out. So he yeah. he's probably pretty good too. But having an eight year old and he'll be nine actually, actually when yeah, we he'll, leave. He'll, so. be, he'll be nine. So mm-hmm. you know, just just having that awareness that it it could happen, it's probably not going to happen. Very likely, it's not going to happen. Right. But you know, yeah. as a parent, you're always thinking, "Wow, what could happen to my kid?" You know. <laughs> yeah, and it's always great to take you know to to take preventive measures and and be safe. I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to be fine, but it's it's yeah. definitely worth worth encouraging you to yeah pay attention and, and, and do the safe thing and make the right decisions. And yeah, I mean, which is the same for here too. It is, you know, it's the same (laughs) and it's the same for any, it's the same for me right now in Argentina. It doesn't, I mean, it, it's not like, um, any situation is going to make a being in the wrong place at the wrong time different, you know, it can happen to anybody anywhere. And so it is one of the things, but it's also very blown up in the media and, um, And it's not we something that should, what? We, we talked to them about that as well. Yeah. That, you know, being kidnapped, them. but just having that awareness that, mm-hmm. you know, it, this is going to be a great trip, but it's not always going to be great. We may get sick. We may get injured, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, there's always chances of that stuff. And we, you know, we wanted them to know going into it that it, it was going to take a little bit of courage for them to mm-hmm. engage in this trip. It's like a lot. I think, yeah. I think our, our oldest, he, he said it perfectly. He said, um, I, I don't want to let fear make my decisions for me. God, thought, he's 17 and he said that. Yeah. So <laughs> I, love it. I just, I looked at him and I went, 
Yes, that's exactly like the heart we want our, our boys to have, not just for this trip, but for life. Like, I don't want to let fear hold me back from doing something amazing with my life. So that's kind of how we, we view the whole trip. And yeah, we have that fear too, but you know what? We're going to, we're going to take a chance. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to risk. We have a saying in the fire department, risk a lot to save a lot. Yeah. And, and so we're going to, we're going to, we think it's, it's going to be highly beneficial for the rest of their life. We think it's, we think it's, worth the risk that they engage in that courage they engage with people and and we don't want to let fear make our decision for us either Mm. so uh, when he said that it was just like right on yeah you're like well you get it (laughs) yeah that's so cool good for you and what is it that you i mean you kind of touched on this but what is it that you're hoping to get out of this what would you like to see happen with this? Whew, man, I, that's another one. There's probably so many facets to it, but I, I, I think this trip, I, I want it to really add value to our kids' life. We, we want to see it as a, a catapult for them, you know, not just this solitary trip where they got to have an amazing adventure, you know, once in, in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not that. We we really want to view it as a catapult for them. Kind of kind of like if you were drawing back an arrow, you know, and aiming it. It's like that's that's kind of how we feel with our kids. Like mm. we want to we want to give them the 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 skills and the experiences to really you know, tackle life and to engage in life and to engage in, in a, a grand story, you know, not, not just, well, let's buy a house. Let's get the next best couch. Can we get a good computer? You know, all these silly questions. It's like, we want, we want meaning and, and significance to really come out of it. Not just for our family, but we want to add that to, to people and draw that out in their story, find out their story, learn from them, you know, even for your listeners. Like we just, we want to add value to whoever it is that we come in contact with. I think John Maxwell, I heard it from him, you know, probably 20 some years ago, but I, I want to add value to your listeners, to you. Like I just wish we could grab a cup of coffee with <laughs> everybody <laughs> sit down and go, how can, how can we add value to you? What, what's, what's your story? Can we bring your story to light? You know, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's engage in those kind of questions and meaning and significance. So that's probably a super long <laughs> answer to your, your, your question, but that's, that's kind of, kind of what we're, going with right now (laughs) we're trying to really um hopefully make it meaningful for us and for the kids too just to be able to learn about other cultures and really have a compassion for people we don't want their view of the world to be what they see on tv we want them to be there to experience it to see the people um you know so if later somebody see you know they might see on tv like somebody who doesn't have clean drinking water or somebody who's starving and instead of saying oh yeah that looks sad 
they will be, I know those people. I was there. I experienced that. And I was a part of that. Um, and just that, that seems to me that they will have so much more compassion and have a heart for people and want to make an impact in the world. You know, they, they can put a name with a face that they can, they can see it in the context of friendship rather than, you know, a, a face on TV and it really, they, we don't have TV so they can't see it on TV, but, <laughs> um, you know, on, you know, internet commercials or whatever it is, um, stories that, that people tell it's like, no, they actually have a friendship. They have a friend somewhere in another country that struggles with, you know, getting clean water every day. So, you know, we want, we want them to be able to engage in, in, you know, restorative relationships and, and meaningful relationships around the world. So that's so great. I wish everybody would raise kids like that. <laughs> well, I it's amazing. I mean, I, if we could grasp that sort of education, you know, not everyone is going to be able to pick up and travel the world, but for those who can, the fact that you're doing this is going to change so much because it's not just going to change your lives and your kids' lives. It's going to change every life that you guys touch along the way, which is so cool, especially going forward with such, with, with the kids and how, and you know, the, the, their paths ahead of them and what they're going to choose to do because of what they've experienced. Yeah, we, we totally, totally agree. And I, I like that you said education too, because we kind of told them from the get go, um, we're not going to be paying for you guys' college. (laughs) You know, you are going to have to take care of that. But how, how can we add value to their story in the long run? You know, it, it could cost upwards of, you know, 22,000 to 35,000 for a, a year of school where we could take our whole family for, uh, a, a year of adventuring throughout the world, meeting people and, you know, garnering an education in life experience rather than just a, you know, a semester at, at school. I love that perspective. Go, they can always go to school later and they can work mm-hmm. through school um, to, to finish if they want to. But they don't have to, you know, we, we want to add, um, we want them to have wisdom and life experience. I kind of, I've kind of told them they may not remember, but something I like to say to them is, is acquire experiences rather than possessions. So we want to, we want to go out and acquire those experiences, something that they can, they can hang their hat on, you know. Not just a not just a degree or a piece of paper, but an experience with 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 people. So I don't know. I love it. We're <laughs> it's it's always it's always moving. It's always changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are they going to be? Are you guys doing any sort of schooling for them on the road? Yeah, we are. We're we're not able to bring books because we're only taking a backpack. Yeah. But um, there are a lot of um, 
places on the internet that have like a math curriculum and things. And so that's going to be, you know, whenever we have internet access, which I know is not going to be all the time. And we're going to start in the summer before we leave. As soon as they're done with school, we're going to start um, with math and things. And then for like history and literature, we're going to research the country, either the country we're in or the country we're going to next. Noah says we need to do the country we're going to next. So we know like when we go there, um, just the history of the country and how the people are. And I'm going to have them write papers, um, you know, about the country and things that have happened. Like we're planning to go to Rwanda and maybe they can interview somebody who lived through the genocide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we have, I've already been getting eBooks and audiobooks about different countries. And so that they can learn about that. And then the science, we're going to do science journals. Um, so if we're in Ecuador, they might pick an animal or a plant every week or every couple of days that's native to that mm-hmm. environment and research it, um, dr- diagram it, do a drawing of it and write, write a little something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just trying to make it really meaningful for where they're at at that time um, yeah. for as much of it as we can. You we guys are going to learn so much from doing that. I mean, you guys are too. That's, yeah. is this going to be yeah. accredited? Like, are they going to lose a year? And I mean, I obviously Noah no, is he graduating? Are- he is actually, he's a junior this year, so okay. he'll, it will be his senior year, but he already has most of the credits he needs from the school he's at. He doesn't need any more math or any more science mm-hmm. um, to graduate, and so he needs a literature and, you know, just a couple things, and we can, we will get him a transcript from what we're doing. We just have to document everything they do. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and it will be, it will be like a homeschool. Yeah. You know, he'll graduate as a okay. homeschooler, but. Okay. Travel school. Travel school. Travel school. Are you, are you technically doing the homeschool path for the other two as well? Like, is it, does we it work the same way? Now, but we'll do the same thing for them. I just won't have to document it as much because that all that doesn't really matter until you're in high school. Okay. And so I'll, we'll just um, have to make sure we're covering things so that um, next year they won't be behind. But okay. they're already in advanced math right now and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, you know, if we don't have access to internet for the math, um, it will be fine, even if they had to get to their grade level next year, you know, but both of them are like a year ahead. And yeah. so it's awesome. fine. Yeah. Cool. So they're not going to really skip a beat. No. Yeah. We'll okay. just keep on going. Great. And you're only bringing a, are you really only bringing one backpack each? <laughs> yeah. Well, you hey, said hey. it's possible. I know it is possible. <laughs> I'm proud of you. What you said, you know, when Noah was packing his bag for Europe, yeah. like, boy, this is really smaller than I like you're fitting less things than I had hoped I was going to be able to fit in mine. So now I'm a little worried. But yeah, that's that's what we got. So, yeah, you know, what ends up happening is you just end up wearing the same clothes a lot and it gets really boring. It really does get boring. But no one no one cares. Like you're going to be the only one who's bored with your outfit. No one else cares. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I I really miss fashion right now. I really miss just even looking. What'd you say? We're not a very fashionable family, so we're okay. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't consider myself like that either, but literally I'm always dressed in like athletic clothes and like my dressing up is jeans. (laughs) 
(laughs) And so I just, it is kind of boring because I have the same wardrobe that I left with, you know, six months ago and I'll have it for another, I don't know, I get back in like three months where I can actually access my clothes again and maybe switch something (laughs) out. Ooh. Yeah. That kind of happens, you know, regularly on, on our camping trips anyways, you know, you end up wearing the same clothes, especially if you get the right kind of clothes, you know, you don't end up stinking and we're getting the smart wool and yeah. lightweight stuff. If, if you do it right, you can do the lightweight and yep. I mean, you're, you're pretty well versed in all that. But yeah. Like on our camping trips, we'd end up wearing the same stuff anyways. I know. So, it's hey, really easy when you only have like six things to choose from. It's really easy to decide what to wear. But <laughs> yeah. <day>. yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All your photos are like, oh, were these all taken on the same day? (laughs) Like, "Ah, no, (laughs) I just wore the same thing all week. (laughs) Uh, That's great. So one final question for you guys. Um, Where do you see yourselves after the trip or do you like where what where where do you think you're going to? Be. Not like geographically, but you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's a topic of conversation um, with us. Part of it, part of where we will be will be geographic um, mm-hmm. because we're we're actually thinking about moving towards the inner city and really trying to be part of um, revitalizing some neighborhoods mm-hmm. downtown uh, San Antonio. Um, and to really extend that trip, you know, not, not overseas, but bring, you know, meaning and and community to, you know, some poor parts of our city. Mm -hmm. Um, we're just kind of talking about at this point trying to, and we're discussing it with some other families too, trying to think, Hey, you know, why don't you move down there with us and let's, let's be a part of, of changing you know, a, a broken community and, and, uh, seeing people restored and, and revitalized and seeing their property values come up and, and just, yeah, it, it's, it's a topic of conversation right now that w- where are we going to be? Who are, who are we going to be when mm-hmm. we return? Well, that'll uh, be part of the adventure though, you yeah. know, answering that question and you guys are definitely not the kind to make small goals. And so I'm really excited to see where it does lead you, all of you. Yeah. Um, and on that <laughs> note, throughout, you actually have a blog that you're already writing a lot too, which I think is awesome. Um, so what is what is the blog? Can people follow you? They can. It's uh, beforewefinish.com. And that, that name that we chose, it, it's kind of... It's kind of who we are. The idea that we want to do something amazing um, before we die, you know, yeah. before before we finish. <laughs> yeah, um, do something big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do something big, and and whether that's travel, travel. If that's hanging out with your neighbor and having a cup of coffee with them, and and you know, checking in on them and just engaging in that, then do that or mm-hmm. whatever whatever it is that that requires you to act courageously do that you know maybe it's not travel but it's something you know so that's kind of that's kind of where it comes from and we were actually watching a 
when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to name it, we were watching this, uh, this REI video and they, they've been doing a really good job of telling different stories through video lately. But we were watching this one and they were talking about a, a guy that was doing some uh, restoration in Patagonia. And it, and it turns out, we, I didn't realize this at the time, but it was, it was Doug Thompson. Oh, Tompkins. Yeah. The Tompkins. Yeah. So they were talking and he, he said something that totally met like where we were at, what we were trying to, mm-hmm. to do. And he said, you know, our, our, our biological clocks are ticking, you know, and, and, and we have a lot to finish before we're finished. And I, mm-hmm. I almost pointed at the, at the computer and I said, mm-hmm. yes, that's, that's like what I'm, those are the words that like my heart feels right now. And what, what I didn't know at the time, um, looking, looking back on it, um, his biological clock was ticking. Yeah. You know? No kidding. Right. Passing yeah. down there in, in Patagonia. Yeah. Just a um, couple months ago, a few yeah, months ago. Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. So to kind of have that idea that, hey, you don't know how long you're going to live. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's not let fear make our decisions for us. Let's do something. Let's venture out, do something courageous, do something amazing, whether that's travel or engaging with your neighbor or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like what we said. Whatever it, whatever it is that requires you to act courageously, do that, you know, venture out, do something amazing before you finish. And we, we said before we finish because we want it to be a community too. It's not just, it's not just our family. Mm. It's, it's you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's everyone. It's, um, we, we want it to be a community of, you know, of us striving to do something amazing, uh, before we Venture out. <laughs> I love so, it. Anyway. Well, you guys are certainly practicing what you preach. So good for you. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um, uh, I'm so impressed by you guys. <laughs> I might fall under the category of people who think you're a little bit crazy, but it's, it comes from a place of respect and ad- admiration. Absolutely. I love that you're doing this. Um, I can't really cool. wait. For what? That's really cool. Thanks for saying that. That's especially coming from you and, and oh, yeah. the amazing things that you, that oh you my do gosh. too. So. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for and your podcast and your website, because that really made it to me, made it possible. Like, okay, oh this can gosh. happen. This can work, you know, with all the practical things. Yes. And I don't know if without that, if I would have, um, figured it out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Wow. That means a lot to me. Thank you so much. I can't, I love it. We're all like, we're in this community, this before we finish community together, you know, we, we totally are. And I'm proud to be in it with you guys. Very awesome. Um, cool. Well, I can't wait for part two and I can't wait to, you know, follow along and, and, and see where you end up going and what ends up happening. I'm, I am so beyond excited for you guys. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep in touch for sure. And um, thank you guys again. And best of luck. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Jackie. Appreciate it. All right. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for this episode with a lot of the things we mentioned at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 67. And you can find links to Dwayne and Rebecca's blog there as well, beforewefinish.com. And please don't forget, if you're listening to this before April 30th, 2016, please go to podcastawards.com and nominate the Budget Minded Traveler podcast in the society and culture section. 
We need all the nominations we can get this time around because we're in the same bracket as a lot of big names in podcasting. All you need is the name of the podcast, which is The Budget-Minded Traveler, and the URL for the podcast, which is thebudgetmindedtraveler.com. And again, thank you so much for your nomination. And I also want to take a quick moment to shout out to Lizzie and Andrea, my newest supporters on Patreon. And a big thank you to the rest of you who are continuing to contribute as well. If you guys find value in this podcast and want to help support my efforts in producing this show and bringing you quality episodes, please check out thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash support to see what sort of opportunities and rewards there are for doing so. Thank you again for tuning in today. Don't forget about the Budget Minded Traveler community group on Facebook. You can join us there if you have questions. Um, Actually, Dwayne and Rebecca are in that group as well as about a thousand other people. So it's a great place to help each other with travel advice and planning. And you can find it by going straight to thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash community. That'll get you there. All right, that's it for now. Until next time, you guys be safe. Happy travels. Happy travels.